said, I tried my dangest to host a nice little comedy talk show while we loaded then the bullet in the chamber of a pistol during a friendly match of Russian roulette. Depending on the mood and the mood, I could do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through, and who knows how it'll end up or where I'll go. That's why we start off each show with retractions and corrections, where I correct mistakes, answer questions brought up in the previous episode, or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, but was too high to get through to. This week's retractions and corrections. You can now hear the episode from August 27th, which last month, where I recorded live at Silver Sprocket Comics in honor of BFF.FM's 10th birthday. But who's counting? You don't look a day over five, darling. You look so young. What have you gotten done? Is it a lift? Is it a tuck? Is it a nip? I guess, you know, we'll find out over cocktails later of the show. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can go listen to that on BFF.FM. That would be weird if you couldn't, because I did it in honor of my 10th birthday. Like, where would they broadcast it otherwise? PBS is busy. They don't. I don't they're not radio stations. I don't know the radio stations. <laughs> I only know this one. <laughs> well, that's why they keep me around here. Complete and utter loyalty. <laughs> NPR, who? I don't know what that is. Why would I? How dare you? I know I probably do have an NPR listener, je ne sais quoi, to me, but. Uh, Speaks kind of radio show. Uh, you know, you know the, 
That's what it feels like sometimes here on a Harry Home Companion with me, Donna Arky, the enigma of Donna Arky here on BFF.FM, the show where I get stoned to the bone and I make a lot of boners as a mistake. I don't know if I am having that effect on the audience, um, but please don't let me, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know. Don't let me know. I don't know if I really want to know, but if you're cute, you can let me know. <laughs> you're not having any problems. Anyways, but yeah, uh, boner, uh, subject, uh, with an asterisk and like, Okay, in small print at the bottom of the page, being, it'll say booners, as in, uh, mistakes, not a bodily reaction to the, uh, the show. But anyway, speaking of booms and feral children, if you want to hear a recording of this Romulus and Remus-ass show, uh, that was done live in different conditions. Nature versus nurture. Uh, nature won out in this round, you'll see. Um, uh, you can go listen to it now. It, you, the recording is up. Anyways, uh, next attraction and correction. Last week was a rerun because I was tired. Uh, because. I had gotten laid off from my job because my job shut down. And uh, then right after that emotional exhaustion, I had a physical exhaustion because I had saved two baby squirrels. Romulus and Remus would have been great names for them, but I, I didn't get a chance to name them because I was just like, I am holding two baby squirrels. All I can do is like, Hold two baby squirrels and use all my willpower to not kiss them. Uh, they're fabulous. But yeah, basically what happened is I was walking home from the job I am now laid off from. Um, and I, uh, like, saw a really tiny squirrel in the distance. And I was like, that's a really tiny squirrel. I'm going to investigate. So when I got up to it, I was just like, staring. And I was like, is that... Hey, baby squirrel, are you okay? Are you too little to be down here? I feel concerned. And then all of a sudden, the baby squirrel ran up to me and um, just like latched onto my shoe. And then I just was like, oh god, a baby squirrel is holding onto my shoe. Oh god, will it run up my pants? I'm wearing very loose shorts in a nowhere of Rachel Comey kind of way, you know, esoteric. I got scared of the squirrels running up my esoteric, you know, oversized shorts. And I just like stood there, just perfectly still with a squirrel on my foot, a baby squirrel on my foot, just being like, oh my god, what do I do? And then I just stood still for 10 minutes and then I kind of was like, what would happen if, it's been like maybe two minutes and the squirrel, baby squirrel's not moving. What would happen if I do a little, like, gentle shake and the baby squirrel's like, st- 
holding it on, so I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely an emergency, like, this squirrel's asking for help, like, there's something wrong, and luckily I was, like, right by a hospital and a doctor's office, so a doctor and a RN came out and, like, they, like, helped me with the squirrels, like, they brought out gloves, and then the blankets that they have for newborn babies, like, at the hospital, and then helped me, like, get the squirrels off my foot. Well, it was first it was one squirrel, and then another baby squirrel came down, and then meanwhile, I was, like, kind of, like, asking passerbys, like, hey, like, because people walk by, they're like, what's going on? Because the reason the people in the office came out is because they saw me just kind of, like, slightly bent over, like, standing in place, like, kind of talking to my shoe, kind of being like, hey, do you need any help to my shoe? And they were like, well, you know, this is person they need help so they like everyone would kind of stop by and be like what's going on and i'm like i don't there's a baby squirrel on my foot i don't i don't know what to do um yeah like anyways the everyone was really polite to me the the everybody laughed at my really dumb jokes because like it's like a lot of the people who stopped by were you know some reason deep in their feelings that day and were having like very profound like moments with moments with themselves and then you know we were outside like you know the psychiatry you know building and then the, the people as they were examining the scrolls for me were like because like you know they're medical professionals and they're like oh they seem really like healthy like they're not sick they must like have been orphaned you know um because like they're showing signs of trauma and like everybody like you know i was like i feel like i mean i don't want to assume but i was like i feel like almost everyone who stopped by has been like a very cute you know touchy feely queer the way i can be sometimes so like everybody like started talking about trauma and bodies so i made like really dumb jokes like the body keeps the squirrel and squirrel interrupted and everyone laughed because they're being really polite but they were bad jokes um but anyways i ended up like getting the baby one baby squirrel off my foot and then another one came down and then um i yeah we just picked them up and i was wearing gloves and like we put them in a little blanket and I was holding them like a little baby and then the squirrels like snuggled up to me and like held onto my sh- and like I was also in a very esoteric Rachel Comey kind of way wearing like a knit like a loosely knit crocheted card that sweater vest thing over like a mesh kind of look over a button up shorts well, loose but you know a little i'm not it was a, you know it was a hot day i wasn't you know showing up in like a whole suit or anything you know but yeah it was a very sleeveless in seattle chic kind of look uh, i'm sure and uh, the baby squirrels were like i love holding on to this with my hands and feet and they just snuggled grabbed onto my shirt which was perfectly suited for baby squirrels um FDA approved. 
and uh, they just fell dead asleep and it took like all my willpower and physical strength not to nuzzle them but anyways I uh, got was like was like I have baby squirrels now and uh, yeah I, I took them home and then I got in contact with this really great wildlife urban wildlife rescue uh, where uh, I don't know how to pronounce their name when I talked to Berkeley Humane the next day I was like I don't know how to pronounce their name and then they said oh yeah that humane animal rescue yeah it's because it's an uh, it's some well that will be a retraction attraction for next week I know it means tree of life but uh, yeah it's, it's, it's this urban wildlife rescue Yggdrasil Urban Wildlife Rescue Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L Urban Wildlife Rescue I know it means tree of life I don't know how to pronounce it because I am not a viking or possessed by the ghost of a viking to the extent of my knowledge but sometimes with some of my habits I can say I do have vikingy tendencies uh, when it comes to choices I make with how I spend my time <laughs> or the foods I eat. I have a very viking je ne sais quoi to me. So maybe I am possessed or you know if you're, if you're, like you're one of those reiki healers or whatever uh, or like oh in a past life you were a Leif Erikson and I'm like oh that's why I love to be leafed alone go away leaf me alone as Greta Garbanzo once said um anyways I'm going to be leafed alone that's how I feel now so that's how you can tell in a past life I was Leif Erikson or whatever. I don't know how that shit works. I'm not a believer. I'm not really woo. I like to know about woo. I like to hear about it. But I don't personally believe in it. But anyways, I... You know... Um... And, uh, let me tell you about the squirrels, damn it. Because I want to get through to the show. And I'm, my time is bad already. Anyways, so... Like, 
guess how many more baby squirrels are in my car right now? And I'm like, how many? She was like, there's eight other ones. And it's because a lot of baby what I learned, what they told me is that a lot of baby squirrels are born between March and July. And these are like kind of the crop from July that are six weeks old. And basically what happens is like, these are babies who just open their eyes like very recently and baby squirrels like they get weaned pretty late like at six weeks they still nurse from their mother so what happens is like if something happens to their mom like before they can open their eyes like they can't really do anything about it and unfortunately like you know they pass away but like these are six week old babies who are like very like I'm a six week old baby I am coming out of my nest for the first time ever I just opened my eyes like a few days ago and like I need help like they'll come and approach people for help like I had a friend tell me that the same thing happened to them earlier that day like a baby squirrel approached them for help being like hey I need help like earlier that day and like you know it's that season so if you're in the bay area and you see a baby squirrel you should give give them a call and they'll like have someone you know pick like someone in like a foster in the area um come and take care of the baby squirrels yeah and like if you you see the baby squirrel the best thing to is to do until you can get some help is like um you put them in like a little cardboard box and uh you should fill out the form that they send you right away like so in case you like give the squirrel any kind of food or treatment like they know about it and that can be you know that's really important so that like they don't accidentally hurt the baby squirrel because something i learned from someone is that uh, well from their website because it's really helpful is that baby squirrels are really sensitive eaters so you have to be careful about what you give them but uh, like so like that's the level of care that they show for these animals so now you have this resource and now you should send them some money honey they can it's all volunteer and they they need all the help they can get because they like i got sent pictures of the baby squirrels with their foster mom and uh, last i heard they're gaining weight and they're enjoying the company of their foster mom and the other orphans and there's just a lot of them lots of baby squirrels and they require a lot of around the clock care so help them out we love baby squirrels so yeah that's what last week was a rerun and that's why i should get through the rest of the retractions and corrections really fast so that we can have a nice little episode because i miss you all I can't just be stuck in retractions and corrections forever. This is like some kind of Greek myth. Always pushing that boulder up the hill and it always keeps rolling. Crushing my stone to the bone to bones into critical traction. Here on the Harry Home Companion on BFF.FM. Why they let me do this, I don't know, but they do. Well, we'll figure out one way or the other. Like I said, we're all going out for cocktails because I want to know, like, you look so good for your age, BFF.FM. Ten years old. You look like...
like a young maiden of three years. Is this like a death becomes her situation? Are you, do you have like some kind of unholy contract with Isabella Rossellini? I don't blame you. I would love to. She's hot. I love green porno. If you don't know what that is, go watch it. Yes, I said the words you thought I said. Green porno. We're gonna learn some animal facts that you probably sometimes you don't wanna know about. But there are puppets involved, so you find yourself watching it against your will and good judgment. Being like, why, Isabella Rossellini? Why have you chosen the dentist to do this to me? What lesson are you trying to learn me? I don't want it, but here we are anyways. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, that kind of a thing to watch. Um, happened in 
Or mention to her that the uh, National Hobo Convention. But it's because I think it might be a special, you know, special edition, you know, deeper research kind of episode. Um, oh no, wait, I did, uh, I do know some, there is some information about it here, but, you know, I'll see if I can get to it before I run out of time. I don't know, maybe we'll never find out, maybe this is one of those things, you know, this is a hauntology, a ghostly archive, or whatever, some philosophical garbage. I don't know, that's right, I'm queering... <laughs> Upkeep as they 
Okay, this one I know is 15 because it's not the last one, it's the second to last one. Row number 15, help your fellow hobo, whatever and wherever needed, you may need their help someday. And, whoa, hobo court? Uh, the last rule is, present at a hobo court and you have testimony, give it. Whether for or against the, the accused, your voice counts with an exclamation point. Uh, and then, uh, yes. Um, next, uh, retraction and correction. And, uh, I will try to get through to them, but, um, just in case you're just tuning in now, here at the halfway mark of a hairy home companion with me, Darky, on BFF.FM. Why try guys when you can try guy? Yes, I know what try guys are. See, this is what's wrong with me. Like, you know, I somehow am cognizant of that. I, that is one of my embarrassing YouTube things, but I can't watch them transportation accessible.
community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but it keeps weirdos like me occupied so that we don't open up an art supply discount store called Bob Ross. Then there'd be Bob Marshalls. Bob TJ Maxx. There'd be a whole Bob Walk Empire, I guess. I don't know. Leave me alone. I am recovering post-saving baby squirrels after getting laid off. Leave me alone. But I would be a Bob TJ Maxx in this stuff. Sponsor me or something, I don't know. But if TJ Maxx won't sponsor me, you can sponsor BFF.FM. Where if you would like to be a daddy long legs type figure on BFF.FM's upbringing and racing, you can get yourself down to BFF.FM slash donate. But you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie with benefits. I think the plot of that book is really messed up now that I think about it. Why is that reading that people are like, here's a good, wholesome book for children to read. Um, uh, I don't, I think Daddy Long Legs violates the Hobo Code of Ethics. My god, like, are hobos, like, the only, you know, are they the most ethical amongst us? We'll find out, uh, eventually, but, uh, I'm gonna move on with the retractions and retractions. They're gonna skip a couple, but I'm gonna do this one because it's kind of like a wacky fact, which is a legitimate segment, but, uh, it's also, I'm doing it because I'm realizing that my opponent is much, far more powerful and uh, sneaky and cunning than I realized. And that maybe it'll take a second wacky fact to knock him out cold. Because ugh, for some reason, anytime I bring someone up, on the show, they die, and I think that really shows how up-to-date and modern and, you know, what a functioning, well, you know, attuned member of society I am, but I keep killing people with my show, and I, I keep killing the people I like, like, I didn't mean for Jane Bergen to go, I'm sorry, it was my fault, I, I did it. I apologize. I love her so much. My powers are too unwieldy, and I, I feel like a Greek myth, you know, King Midas touch, but of death. Um, I don't like that. Uh, but I, now I will try to, you know, use these evil powers for good. My redemption arc is here because this next.
to do an actual legitimate segment. But also, I'm gonna blow up Henry Kissinger. Finally, like I'm coalescing all my powers around me, and cloud is going down. You know. Um. But anyways, uh, what I told you last week is that uh that Henry Kissinger uh to you know relieve his stress. And being less depressed would uh, go sell popcorn at Disneyland uh, during uh, the duration of the Vietnam War. When he was just like, can you believe this is not a popular ball? Why does nobody want this? And you know, doing all of his general, you know, war criminal stuff. Yeah, he'd go to Disneyland and he completely got away with it without having to wear a disguise like he's just be hanging out being himself not changing anything very and like just everybody would just be kind of like there's no way like this is just some kind of you know this poor guy like does he know that he looks and sounds and acts just like Henry Kissinger like yeesh to be like doing retail and service because he loved it so much like maybe he should have been an assistant manager of a um, tj maxx instead of you know managing assassinations but you know his life took him on the path that it took him and in a way you know what a level of fulfillment and what a length of life this monster is able to have had. Like, what a... We gotta... That's why I'm like, we gotta, you know, do this dune shit. Like, this is gonna... This wacky fact's gonna be like... You know how they're like, a word, you could use that to blow someone up and kill them. Well, let's, that's why I'm doing this as part of my redemption arcy. Like, I'm gonna be Paul Arky Trades, you know? Because I'm Donna Arky. And this is a Harry Home Companion, just in case you're tuning in, and I'm just doing a wacky fact recap, and I really need to finish it up real soon, because I gotta tell you, like, if I'm gonna be Paul Arky Trades on my redemption arcy, uh, by actually doing a segment, and killing a book, I'm gonna, then I, I gotta get to it. So anyway... Kissinger visiting Disneyland. He's cold. He forgot his jacket. A cast member gives him his jacket. And a lady like kind of bumps into them, like and walks into them like really preoccupied. And she's like, oh, uh, where's the bathroom? And Henry Kissinger just automatically answers, over there. And he gets such a big kick out of doing it. Uh, he's like, I want to be, like, uh, hire me now, Disney, and then, um, yeah, he completely got away with it because people were like, there, there, there's no way that Henry Kissinger is here at Disneyland 
selling me popcorn or telling me where the bathroom is. And so, yeah, he got set up with, you know, a little uniform and popcorn cart and old Henry Kissy just went all around Disneyland, you know, doing little, little chores and tasks and selling popcorn. And he says, thank you very much. And you know what? This is a redemption arcy for anyone who claims that they saw the Henry Kissinger serving popcorn at Disneyland. Like everybody who's ever doubted them, like they finally got their comeuppance, and this is you know that's that's why I was like we have to do this today. If this is the only thing we do, it should be this. So you know, hopefully, for those who were tormented by those not believing them, that their claims that. Henry Kissinger served them popcorn when they went to visit Disneyland during the Vietnam War era. Yeah, they finally have their redemption arcy. Like I, I wasn't lying. I'm not. I wasn't making it up. It really was Henry Kissinger, or you know, you never know. But anyways, moving on. If you want to hear more about that wacky fact. You can listen to next week's episode because more importantly is this weird fact, I guess, because it's gonna blow him up. Old Henny Kissy, Henry Kissy is going to kiss his ass goodbye with this follow-up Disneyland-related Henry Kissinger wacky fact, which is that. Henry Kissinger loved, as previously stated, loved the Matterhorn, and uh, wasn't allowed to ride it alone because old Henry Kissy, you know, who's a very important war criminal, so he had to have security guards, so secret service with him, and um, apparently, uh, the, because of like the physics. Of the Bob Matterhorn Bob says this is a very convoluted and technically worded wacky facts. You know what? This is a radio station. You can look up Henry Kissy. I mean Henry Kissinger Matterhorn Disneyland wacky facts. Just in case you know he's done something to the Matterhorn. Knowing this man, he's on his. He's done something to everyone and everywhere. So. Surprised if you look up Henry Kissinger Matterhorn, and he has some beef with the actual mountain, you know. But anyways, um, this guy, uh, because of, he'd always be like, there's like some you can, but anyways, you can look up Henry Kissinger Matterhorn Disneyland to follow along with me on this very hard to talk about when you are. Me, Donna Arky, uh, of a Harry Home Companion, a, a show where I get stoned to the bone and bone you up on some Henry Kissinger knowledge. And you're gonna learn, damn it. And you're gonna especially learn if you did what I said and look up this wacky fact because this is hard to talk about. 
But I'm high in the sky, baby, because I thought it would be funny to smoke weed during a radio talk show to, you know, make my tendencies to ramble worse. So anyways, how you can enjoy it would be like, dear secret service, somebody else's secret services, you need to sit in the Matterhorn a certain way where, although I would be open to attack, it would keep the Matterhorn from shutting down. So if you would, you have an option that either people can take a shot at me and I wish, I mean, I mean, I don't know Henry Kissinger's personal life. And, or his mental state if he was like I wish someone would take a pot shot at me when I was riding the Matterhorn at Disneyland because I'm just having one of those days you know like he, he, can, he can be sad he has feelings he emotes I'm sure I mean in a real messed up way and I mean like uh, anyways but yeah he's like you either get a shot at me or um you can't protect me for a little bit in the secret service snakies, there had to be a bunch of boa constrictors or something because secret services is like that's too much. Anyways, um, they were like, no, we want to be macho and protect you, so they would not do what he would say. And every time they try to grab the matterhorn, they would get stuck. Uh, in this one spot where he would just be Henry Kissy, who is being protected by his hissies, aka the secret services, because it's a snaky ass bunch of words. But, um, yeah, he would just be an open target, and then the ride would get shut down, and they'd have to fix it. And since it'd always be a different secret service person, uh, you know. Maybe they would, every time they wouldn't listen to him and it would happen every time he'd ride the Matterhorn and Henry Kissinger would just sit there and smile knowing that it would happen and he just dealt with it and um, you know maybe that's why he lived such a long life because he was just open and this was like you know this is a wacky fact maybe um, for another episode because I don't want to keep talking about Disneyland. It's really stressing me out. But, like, this was potentially during the time where, like, you had the yuppies. Not, not the yuppies. I mean, the yuppies, they've been taking over Disneyland. I think they're called the yuppies. Like, who took over Disneyland? Uh, like, it was, like, this radical... Yippies. Anyways, maybe there was, you know, they maybe they were at Disneyland the same time Henry Kissinger was there getting stuck on the Matterhorn, and he was an open target. And like, do you think that happened? Is this? I mean, uh, I think talking about the Yippies taking over Disneyland—that's a whole wacky fact for another episode. But the attraction correction is: is there the potential? that the reason Henry Kissinger is living a long life is 
because maybe there was one time he got stuck on the Matterhorn around the same time, like a bunch of like people who really hated the Vietnam War and who would have really loved to shoot Henry Kissinger if they got the chance, like, who could blame him? I, you know, um, you know, maybe he was just like sitting there, like, and they had no idea, and like, he swerved death so hard that he's now a demigod. That's like a feat worthy of the Hercules, and they're basically like, yeah, I guess you can be immortal and you know have unholy demonic powers, and you know, wreak death openly. And, Queen Victoria was 
pretty good looking, but pretty short. And he was, you know, very popular. If Google Tutorials is talking about how he's short. And yeah, he became famous because of this painting of that when you think about it, I kinda accidentally portrays, you know, St. Bernard's giving a kinda coup gras because So, there's actually no reason for a St. Bernard to have a thing of brandy around its neck, you know? So, uh, that's not good, but on a more positive note, St. Bernard really do go around saving people uh, sans cocktails. You know how I said we would reveal BFF.FM's? Secrets to everlasting youth over cocktails earlier in the show. Well, I like because I was relying on a St. Bernard bootlegger to bring me some bourbon. No, wait, no, some brandy. But you know, that's that's not gonna happen because it's not real. Um, anyways, uh, but good, yeah, there were real St. Bernards, like, there was uh, of these real. St. Bernard's who were saving people sans beer. They were not St. Bernard's, haha. Uh, one of the most famous was a dog named Barry der Menschenschenmutter, who lived from 1800 to 1814, who was credited with saving 40 travelers gone astray, including a little boy who was near frozen in an ice cave. Barry looks back to work and then brought him home on his back. Rasul Lore says, and yeah, and Barry might have just been like, you know, dragging him with just by <laughs> the straps of his leader hosen, bumping his head all over like the outcroppings and the buttes on the way back to the monastery. Um, but in honor of Barry, who, uh, you know, saved all those lives, uh, the monastery has a dog named Barry in honor of Barry all the time. I, I like they'll just keep getting a Saint Bernard and name it Barry, and I don't. Uh, yeah, they don't use them for rescues anymore because they use helicopters now. But they just happen to have a dog named Barry on hand at all times. And I'm like, how do they choose the dog named Barry? Do they just go to, like, you know, is is there, like, you know, a St. Bernard reader that they've been going to for a long time and they're like, unusual, and they're like, sure, here's another one for you. Um, and they've just been doing that all the time. Or is it, like, kind of like, you know, is there a search involved? Is it, like, some sort of, you know, process? Is there reincarnation? Is that a process? Is it a, is it a doggy llama type situation? I don't know, but I'm assuming, you know, it's more of a, yeah, I guess we'll take a number five at the St. Bernard factory. Yeah, now you know that 
cutest things you can imagine doesn't exist and is a figment of the imagination of a wily 17-year-old who, although he went to catastrophic heights, painting Charles Dickens' persona probably because he ended up doing a lot of animal paintings. And I don't know why you oldie furries keep popping up as a theme in this show one way or another. They like to make themselves known. Um, he, he, his, he's just good having nervous breakdowns and sink into madness. And uh, he just had a hard time, but he did die. 1873, a national hero, and uh, the, the flags were flown at Hackstaff, and the lions at the base of Nelson's column were festooned with meats. But this man who lived in a web of lies and false promises and broken hearts and dreams, I, you have to admit, finding out that, you know, a St. Bernard with the castle branding around his neck, neck never existed, and if it did, he'd be like a murderer. That would be like the most evil St. Bernard in the world because drinking booze when you're freezing to death kills you way faster and worser. Um, you know, makes you really think about about life and the choices you have to make. But, anyways, um, thank you so much for joining me today. Like that. Anyways, I love you. I love about the protests going on 